Welcome to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Cipriano. Joining us is one of our 2017 Super Social Media Award winners, Jesse Shaver of Gull Lake Country Club in Richland, Michigan. We're excited to have Jesse with us. He does an outstanding job on Twitter, and we're going to be talking about some of his social media work, but we're also going to be talking about what it's like to manage a golf course in the dead of winter. I'm sure he's going to be happy to be in Orlando and away from the Michigan cold for a few days. But first off, Jesse, thanks for taking some time out to join us, and what is it like in Michigan this time of year? Uh, well, thank you, Guy. I certainly appreciate it. Certainly uh, humbled and blessed to be recognized like this, and uh, thanks for having me. It's uh. It's cold right now. Winter's finally returned. We had a little bit of a warm-up the last couple weeks, but it's nice to see the snow back on the ground and uh, old man winter arrive. I think Michigan, the last stat I saw, had somewhere over 800 golf courses. It's a very golf-heavy, golf-intense state, despite the weather. What is Gall Lake Country Club like? What is your part of Michigan like? I think a lot of people see stuff, post it from your golf course. Just tell, tell our listeners a little about it. Gull Lake Country Club is where we're located just outside of Kalamazoo, Michigan, which is southwest Michigan, uh, about an hour uh, southwest of Lansing. It's uh, kind of a diamond in the rough, really. Gull Lake is a beautiful, crystal clear lake, one of only a couple in Michigan. Uh, you can you know, walk out, out, to, out to the end of the dock and look right to the bottom of the lake, 20, 30 feet down. It's pretty spectacular, much like Torch Lake, if you know anything about that area. Gull Lake Country Club is an old club uh, established in 1911, so been here a long time, got a great um, membership base. It's in a very affluent area of, of the state. There's a lot of money out this way, a lot of younger families, um, which we've made a conscious effort over the last 10 or 15 years to appeal to that, that generation and provide a family environment, a family you know type of club, um, which you need at this, this day and age. So it's a great spot to be. A lot of uh, lot of, lot of things happening out here. The club's very busy. Uh, membership's very very good. Um, there are a lot of golf courses around though, and some of them have struggled over the years. Others are you know doing quite well. But here at Go Lake, you know we're like I say a little bit of a diamond in the, in the rough. Um, you know protected from you know a great membership base and a great um, you know group of people that live around the lake and live here in the area. So. That's a that's a great thing, you know, in this day and age to to be at a spot like this. How long is your golf season, Jesse? When do things really pick up, and how many months does it really last? Here we mowed greens on uh, March 16th, so that was a little bit early for us. I'd say, you know, around tax day, you know, middle of April, we typically, you know, start firing up. The snow's off the ground and frost is out, and we can usually get rolling about that time in spring beautiful summer's obviously beautiful and fall is one of my favorite times of the year um usually i would say in the november range usually by thanksgiving we're pretty well wrapped up and have everything put to bed and getting ready for winter so it's a shorter season but i feel like here in southwest michigan we still get a pretty good crack at it and you know try and make the most of the time that we do have and there's years like last year um, you know, winter didn't really arrive until the first of the year, so we had members out playing until almost Christmas time, which was kind of nice and made the season even a little bit longer. What is this early February period like? What are some things you do daily around the golf course to, to get it ready for March, and what are some things you really have to, to guard against because of your climate? 
Well, typically cold in the wintertime. Usually um, we get a lot of lake effect snow since we are on the, the west side of the state with Lake Michigan right next door. We get a fair amount of lake effect snow, which generally protects the course quite well. Um, we haven't typically worried about any type of winter damage or ice damage. Uh, historically, you know, I know in the winter of 2014 and 2015, we did have um, a little bit of, you know, isolated ice damage on some greens. Um, but through some tree removals and, you know, doing some shade studies and things like that, we were able to to kind of isolate those issues more and, you know, see some patterns throughout the years. And um, we've corrected some of those issues, and it really depends on in the weather that you have, how much snow is on the ground, how many freeze-thaw events we have. Um, but on a typical year, I'd say, you know, we've got a, a good blanket of snow on the ground, and, and it's uh, pretty easy going around here. What are some of your focuses this winter? Are you doing any unique projects or anything you're really excited about? Right now we're focusing on uh, our winter maintenance on the equipment, all the golf course accessories, your normal uh, winter-type activities. I've got two assistants and a mechanic on staff full-time, so there's four of us here right now. Um, working every day to maintain all the equipment, the accessories. Um, we're in charge of all the snow plowing, and we, like I say, try to appeal to the younger generation, the family type of things. So we set up an ice rink every year for the members. Um, so we maintain that. We've got paddle tennis, uh, which is heated. We have cross-country ski trails that we groom on a weekly basis. Uh, so it's it's a little bit of a break for us. You know, in the winter time, but I'd say that we we still stay fairly busy, and uh, it's kind of a nice change of pace to you know do some different things and enjoy the winter. I like the, I like winter a lot. I like the snow, the colder weather, getting outside, and the crisp, clean air. So it's a it's a good time around here right now. How long have you been at Gull Lake, and at what point did you realize that using social media and Twitter in particular could be something that you would be able to have some fun with and also help you do your job. I've been at Go Lake now. This is my 10th season. So I got into the golf business like many other superintendents. I grew up uh, down the road from a golf course, and my dad played golf pretty heavily. Uh, so I you know, started playing golf. The golf course down the road from where I grew up had a actually a junior work program so you could go there and work 34 hours over the course of the summer and you could golf for free so it was a great deal you know as a kid growing up and i took full advantage of that and really fell in love with working outside on the golf course and um, they actually hired me onto the staff after doing that for a couple years and started paying me which was nice so i would you know ride my bike and my mom would drop me off and uh, I'd work in the morning till you know, whenever, and then play golf until dark. and So that was a great atmosphere growing up and uh, kind of just fell into it from there, you know. And I was a huge um, football player, hockey player, golfer up through high school and, um, you know, maybe thought that the sports turf side, side of things would be, would be uh, of an interest to me. And I actually ended up doing my internship when I was at Michigan State with the Detroit Tigers and, you know, gave that a try. And, you know, over the course of working there, I, I learned a lot, but I realized that I kind of wanted to be back out on the golf course. And, you know, I just like the um, 
unpredictability of being on a golf course. There's a lot of, uh, you know, variation of problems and issues that you deal with. There's more property to manage, which I enjoy. Um, so after leaving uh, school at Michigan State, I went to be an assistant at Eagle Eye Golf Club just outside of East Lansing. Um, they were just uh, in the middle of the grow-in process, actually. It's a Chris Lutsky design uh, in collaboration with Pete Dye, so that was a lot of fun to work or work with those guys a little bit and get some grow-in experience. Um, you kind of hone my skills in that manner. Um, I worked there for three years as an assistant. was kind of looking for, you know, something more, a new challenge. You know, I had done kind of the upscale public thing. Um, and I don't want to say that I got bored with it per se, but I, you know, started looking at other opportunities to, you know, get into the club world and, you know, make a little bit more money and kind of um, do a little bit more, you know, detail work, if you will. You know, it's a little bit harder at a club to members ask that you put out a certain product, not just a product. And that's, that can be challenging at times. And I was looking to that. So I, this opportunity came about down at Go Lake Country Club. I moved down here as an assistant to work for Joe Jensen, who was a disciple of Danny Quast from Medina. Joe had worked down there as a superintendent and really brought a lot of those same uh, ideas and things here to Go Lake and was a great mentor for me. Um, along the way, he ended up moving on to another opportunity in the business, and I was fortunate enough to get the job as superintendent when he left. So I'm just getting ready to start my seventh year now as superintendent here at Go Lake, and I couldn't be more happy. I'm, I truly am love, love the golf business and love everything about it. You know, and social media has kind of made that um, more fun, I guess you could say. And it's uh, was really looking for a way to communicate better with my membership. You know, it's nice to write a newsletter article or put a little blip up on the website and things like that. But I've kind of always been involved in social media and I'm a big avid outdoorsman and hunter and things like that. And so I had actually another Twitter account that I've, I've had for much longer that along the way to gain a lot of connections and some sponsorship deals and was actually sought out for a TV show you know, and interviewed with a company out in California and some things like that. So it just, I realized how many doors that opened for me, you know, in the industry. And so then I got to thinking about, you know, I'm a superintendent by day and this is what I truly love to do. And I need to use social media to not just give people or my membership, you know, our story, what we're doing and help communicate better, you know, what we do on a daily basis. We're not just out there pushing a mower around there's a lot more to what we do daily and so that social media has really opened up some doors you know communication wise with them you know like i say we've got a much younger you know membership who are on social media and follow us and what we're doing and you know it's been a nice avenue to you know reconnect with guys i went to school with other professionals around the country that maybe uh, you know watch their course on tv and it's nice to kind of see what you know happens in the background or get some ideas that way so it's it's truly been a a nice addition to what we do on a daily basis that's for sure your twitter account is amazing in so many ways and one of the things that really impresses me is your use of images how, how has that evolved what you've 
taken pictures of on the golf course and posted? Was that something at first maybe you were a little hesitant about and you become more and more comfortable using the things you see on a daily basis to, to be a part of your Twitter account? I've always taken pictures ever since I was back in the beginning. I've always taken pictures of the golf course and work that we're doing, projects, whatever it may be. Now with technology the way that it is with cameras and, you know, everybody's got a cell phone in their pocket, it's so easy to take pictures, you know, and we're out on this beautiful property and every day and there's times that you see something and you're just like, well, that's spectacular. I need to take a picture of it. And mom was a photographer growing up, so she's helped me hone my skills better as a photographer and getting lighting right and angles and things like that. So that's helped me take better pictures, gotten better cameras along the way to if I'm going to take pictures I want to take nice pictures you know to save them for future and um, it's just always nice to take the best pictures that you can and and not just not just that but I want to showcase this golf course for our membership I mean they're they're proud of what they have here they're proud of their golf course and their club and if I can take a few nice pictures a day or a week to to give to them I think that that's a, a great thing to do and they certainly do enjoy it. Do you have a digital camera, or is everything done on a smartphone camera, or do you use a little bit of both? I use a little bit of both. I've got a DSLR camera, which I use a fair amount of the time, as well as my iPhone that's always in my pocket, kind of a variation of the two. It's kind of evolved over time, obviously, um, but cameras in general have have come a long ways, and uh, both of my cameras are always in my cart with me. So your Twitter account has a hashtag that's very popular in the in the golf industry, hashtag view of the day. How did you come up with that concept, Jesse? Well, it was uh, something that I was just kicking around for a while. When you're out on the golf course every day, you know, riding around, working on stuff, you, you see these amazing pictures or something that catches your eye every day. And I think that so many people just maybe cruise right on by and think, well, that's nice. But I started stopping and taking a picture of it, you know, and there's, as a superintendent, you know, we're out on this beautiful property spending time with this, you know, fantastic club every day. There's always something that catches your eye, whether it be, you know, a panorama of the golf course see or something that, you know, somebody's doing in the shop or maybe something that kind of highlights the day. You know, maybe we'll be, like, dry ejecting one day. And, you know, there's just one picture that kind of sums up the whole day. And that's, that's my view of the day, and it kind of... Instead of posting 10 pictures about it, you can post one picture and kind of capture all that into, into one photo. And that's kind of the way I've tagged the view of the day and made it my own. Is I, There's just something each day I try and find that catches my eye or I see that something that I enjoy, and that's my, that's my view. And Jesse brings up a great point. I can't tell you how many times I've toured a golf course with a superintendent and saw a view and said, hey, 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 stop here, here, and he was ready to cruise right by it. I think some people that maintain a golf course every day don't truly realize how spectacular the scenery is on the golf course and around the golf course, right? Right, Jesse? Sometimes you, you and your colleagues maybe take that for granted. Yeah. You know, I think as superintendents, we find ourselves looking down a lot. You know, it's, we're looking for problems or we're looking, you know, we're analyzing how the cut on the greens look or the fairways and you know, we're always looking down, but I think, you know, as a superintendent, we need to look up occasionally and enjoy what we're doing, you know, and the views that we get to enjoy on a daily basis. And it's not sitting in the office doing the same thing every day. We actually get to get outside, get some fresh air, look around and enjoy it. You know, life's too short. 
And it's uh, it's certainly an amazing thing if you truly look around and try and find the good in something occasionally. Besides posting glamour shots of a beautiful property, what else do you use Twitter for? How else do you use it to, to communicate? I like to uh, use it to reconnect with friends of mine in the industry. And it's uh, been fantastic. Guys I met, you know, I've never been a big Facebook guy or or any other social media platform per se. So I've kind of been removed from those connections that I made in the past or, you know, maybe lost contact with, you know, certain people. And social media and Twitter particularly has been great for connecting with those guys, seeing where they're at, seeing what they're doing now. You know, there's a lot of great salesmen, friends of mine or in the industry that get to travel around and see, you know, various properties. They're not just pushing a product or anything like that. They're sharing ideas, posting good quality content, you know, as, as to what's going on in the industry, you know, what's going on with a predict, uh, particular weather, you know, problem or issue that we're dealing with. So that's been nice. Um, just in general, connecting with people nationwide who I would never, ever be able to connect with before. And it's, um, you know, nice to be able to go to the show and put a face to the name and, you know, shake their hand and make that connection person. And it's not anything that I would probably be able to do otherwise if it weren't for Twitter. So Twitter has been great, just not for communication with my membership, but on many different levels professionally. One thing I've noticed is that there are a lot of superintendents in your state that are involved in social media. Steve Cook won our John Kaminsky Award two years ago. Adam Garr, uh, who now works with Sagenta but was a superintendent, did some incredible things using uh, Twitter and videos. Who are some of the people that you enjoy following? Who maybe are some of your social media influences in the industry? Yeah, I would say you, you mentioned one of them, Adam Garr. Adam and I went to school at Michigan State together, and he's been a great friend of mine in the industry for many years. And, you know, he's been a real inspiration for my social media use and communication. I think that he did a great job when he was a superintendent and continues to do a great job in the capacity that he is now at Wissingena. But there's uh, some other guys out in the industry, you know, like Tony Neese down in Florida. He's a wonderful, you know, communicator of golf. I love seeing this year um, what was done with the Ryder Cup. I think that Chris Tritabaugh does a fantastic job with communication to the industry in general and not being you know, afraid to share some information or um, things like that. It was a great, great open forum for what they were doing, showcasing their product and, and really uh, the team that did it. That was uh, spectacular. The turf side of the golf industry – blows away the other sides of the industry and using Twitter and social media. Yet there's still maybe some golf course superintendents or golf course architects or, or builders or consultants that are a little bit hesitant about being on social media. What advice would you give somebody who, who's maybe thinking, hey, this isn't for me, or maybe I don't have time for it? What advice would you give somebody thinking about going into it? Yeah, I think well, it can be a little intimidating, right? You know, at first, and I don't know if it's um, just a matter of setting up the account and kind of getting started if that's, you know, a hang-up for some guys. But my advice to someone that's not on social media or utilizing it currently would be just give it a try. You know, there's so many great people out in the industry today that are 
that are very helpful, willing to share information, um, you know, and just seeing what other people are doing out there. It's, uh, it's a great brotherhood. It truly is. Um, you know, and I, I think that maybe there's some people that are afraid to share, you know, information about their club or what they're doing or, you know, maybe trying to guard some secrets or things like that. But, um, you know, you don't need to post everything. You can be very selective about what you post or what you photograph or things like that. But it's a great platform for connecting with other people out in the industry, um, other professionals, and great communication with your membership. I mean, most members today have a smartphone and are on Facebook or on Twitter. And as a grounds department and as a team, you know, we're able to share our story and what we're doing. And it's nice to be able to create your story and tell your story before someone tries to tell it for you, you know, and there's a great avenue for communication that can be used, utilized with Twitter. And uh, I think that someone thinking about it, definitely give it a try, set up an account, look around, grab some, you know, followers, follow some people and share some information. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, that's great advice. And the other thing I think I would tell people is if you're a little hesitant about it, just go on and start as an egg and just just watch people for two or three months. Jesse, I'm sure you've learned a lot just from watching your peers and observing what they've posted. Has there there been an idea that you've used at your course or a problem you've solved because of something you saw on Twitter? Oh, absolutely. I think that on a regular basis we're, um, you know, sharing ideas that can benefit other people as well as you know, maybe stealing an idea here or there that can, you know, benefit us and what we're doing. And it's a, a matter of, you know, just sharing simple ideas. And it can be um, the simplest thing to, you know, how to clean something better, how to, you know, a new attachment for a mower or, you know, a way of doing something culturally that might be a little bit, you know, different from how we're currently doing it or, um, you know, dealing with weather or, you know, things like that. There can always be ideas that, you know, float around and can be utilized somewhere in your operation. And, yeah, it's a fantastic way of of finding those ideas and sharing those ideas. So we've made it to the finish line of this podcast, Jesse, and we have not mentioned where people can find you on Twitter. For those that don't know, what's your Twitter handle and what are some of your your plans for 2017? Well, my Twitter handle is at GLCCTurf. I would love to communicate with you if you're out there and you want to see what we're doing. Some of my goals for this year, I've uh, I've kind of been a little, uh, you know, jealous of some of these social media award winners over the years, and that's something that, you know, and going to the show and going to the tweet up every year has inspired me to, to get better, to be better, and to, you know, go after some of those things. So now that I've... Um, kind of got the Twitter account under control and perfected, if you will, I'm going to crank up my video work again. I've been big into video production and, you know, shooting video over the years just of, you know, outdoors, like I say, hunting and uh, fishing, things like that. We've got a YouTube channel with over a million views on it, kind of been searched out in some TV capacities and things like that, which don't really interest me. I've got a new baby and a, and a wife, and um, I don't want to be traveling or moving or doing anything like that. But I've got some skills as far as video goes and editing and things like that. So 
I'm gonna go after that video award next and try and and uh, crank up my Twitter account and my video skills in this next year, next couple of years. Well, you got me excited, and I can't wait to see what you do next, and I can't wait to see where the industry heads next with social media. Jesse, thanks for joining us a lot, and thanks for delivering such a positive message. Your enthusiasm and passion for this industry is infectious, and I think that's pretty obvious by just following on social media. So congrats on the award, and congrats on your success at Gull Lake, and we look forward to talking to you again hopefully soon. Well, thanks, Guy. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you to everybody out there. Um, I appreciate all that you and Pat and everybody else do at Golf Course Industry Magazine. Um, it's a, you guys do a fantastic job of promoting superintendents, uh, promoting our industry, and truly being a great uh, voice for us out there. And it's, a, it's truly an honor to, be, to win an award like this, and uh, I look forward to seeing you at the tweet-up. You've been listening to the Superintendent Radio Network, the podcast of Golf Course Industry Magazine, a production of GIE Media. I've been your host, Guy Cipriano. You can find all of our podcasts on iTunes or the SRN page of golfcourseindustry.com. Talk to us at srn at gie.net or at GCI Magazine on Twitter. Thanks for listening.